Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm laughing because I very nearly hit end instead of record, which would have been a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> My guest, George, may have been a little bit offended. <laughs> but hopefully you would have forgiven me. Everyone, welcome, George, to the show. George, how are you doing? I am doing great. I, I wouldn't have been offended, maybe maybe intrigued by being part of the shortest podcast ever recorded. But I, <laughs> shortest podcast never recorded. Yes. <laughs> so there we go, there we go. Um, so George actually had me on his podcast a little while ago. We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well so that you can go and check out the episode. And I just loved his vibe. And I was like, we've got to get you on the Do It With Dan show. And so here we are doing it with Dan. George, please introduce yourself to the people and let them know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Dan. Uh, my name is George Grombacher. I am I am lots of different things like, like, like everybody else, but I'm a dad to two boys, James and Jack. They're four and one, husband to Emily and uh, live in Phoenix, Arizona. I work in in the world of finance, I do uh, I do financial wellness for companies and 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 and, and their employees. I am a podcaster, I'm the host of the Lifeblood, formerly Money Savage podcast. Um, I'm a blogger. I am an active and committed community member. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. I, I I grew up in northern Minnesota, Dan. So really cold weather. Um, <laughs> And now I live in Phoenix, Arizona, which is really, really hot weather. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to the world of financial wellness for companies? Because uh, I think when people think of financial wellness for companies, they think, "Oh, well, that's what an accountant does, right?" <laughs> or, mm -hmm. To some extent, a business coach. What's different about what you do with companies? Yeah, I, I I appreciate the question, and it's a, it's it's kind of a buzz term. That's that's sort of the, the sort of the drag around what I do working in, in financial services is that there's so many different. It just sounds so boring, and so <laughs> try to it's like and, and 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 I find a lot of it to be boring and very corporate and. Mm -hmm. And buttoned up or 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 sort of whitewashed or there's so many different ways to think about it um mm -hmm. and I, I i don't know what your sort of perception you said it's like an accounting or or whatever um mm -hmm. i i i i got into the world really randomly you know i grew up in minnesota like like i said i went to liberal arts college and i literally had no idea what a financial services person did. I didn't know what an attorney did. I didn't know what an accountant did. Um, I thought that I was going to go to law school, not because I wanted to be a lawyer, just because I'm like, oh, an attorney is a respectable profession. I'll get more suits, you know, and, and that's like pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it'd be a good lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and just 
so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll move down to Arizona where my family was, take a year mm-hmm. off and I'll go to law school. And mm-hmm. ended up just meeting somebody. He said, come talk to me about uh, New York Life. It's a great mm-hmm. big insurance company. And so I'm like, sure, why not? You know, I have an athletic background. It seems like a, something I could do, it's mm-hmm. a sales job. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's how I got into it, man. And this is literally my 20th year in 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 that industry and that business. And I've, I've done a lot of different things. I sold insurance for seven years. Then I did management. So I brought new people into sell insurance for six mm-hmm. years. And over the past seven years, I've been focused on the really institutional retirement. So 401k plans for companies. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing that, you realize, oh, wow, you know, people don't really understand how to use this thing. And mm-hmm. we there's a lot of us who suck at money. When I say mm-hmm. us, I'm, I'm, I mean Americans, but probably folks that, that you interact <laughs> folks with. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. A lot of people suck at money. <laughs> it's like, why does why do so many people suck at money? And is there anything that 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 I can do to sort of change that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super interesting and, and important, the work of of investments and mm-hmm. investment management and financial planning. I, I, I'm more excited about behavioral finance and just try to figure out, okay, how can I help somebody to um, get better at this so mm-hmm. that they can live how they want? That's sort of mm-hmm. my tagline is get better at money and live how you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people that's, I really want to know everything about investing and I mm-hmm. want to be on the cutting edge of Bitcoin. And I want to know why GameStop just went up by 5 million percent. <laughs> Other people just just want to know what time it is, man. They don't care how the watch works. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And so it's so it's 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 my desire to help people to get to whatever stage that they want, but just so they have financial security, and then they can move on to financial prosperity if 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 that's what they're into. So bridging that gap between I'm here, this mm-hmm. is really where I want to go. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Just want to just take a, a step back because you went. You mentioned that you're you're an athlete, so you are active. And then went to go and sit at a desk. Was there anything emotionally that came up, resistance wise, making that transition, or did you just kind of flow into it? Kind of because I know some people something comes up. Being a grown up actually comes up, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is what I do now. And then, but it sounds like you've, you've had transitions within that industry. So you probably had time to think about doing other things, but instead you kind of grew more into finding your place in what you do. Does that sound about right? Yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. that that's, I think that that's really well asked and, and said. And for the first give it 35 years of my life, it was really just what's right in front of me Mm-hmm. I'm very, very task and sort of goal oriented. And I could probably and would have been super happy uh, doing most anything if it was, you know, I, I probably would have been a super happy baker or mm-hmm. chef or, or mm-hmm. restaurateur or carpenter, mm-hmm. just waking up every day, putting on my work clothes and, 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 and getting after it. Mm-hmm. that I chose financial services was because of the financial reward where I saw this mm-hmm. is something that I can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a big motivator because I wanted to have the things that, 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 that then money would bring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't think about it as, is this something that I'm, I'm going to be trapped in like a corporate environment behind a desk and mm-hmm. you know, being an active kind of a person. It was, this is really, really a means to an end. It wasn't that I had a passion for the work or anything like that and didn't even think about um, like, is this really the life that I'm interested in? Um, mm-hmm. 
it took until I was about, yeah, geez, probably 36, 37. I got married, had kids kind of a thing that I started to really have those kinds of conversations about what do I really want my life to look like beyond just I'm making money and, and I'm, I'm doing good work. Mm. So the adage then that men take a little bit longer to click in <laughs> kind of is, is proven, is proven true here. Yeah. Well, it certainly, it certainly was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been like, I, it wasn't that I wasn't curious about things because I was a voracious learner, but mm-hmm. just specifically for the work that I was doing because I wanted to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And out of a desire to be more efficient and to have mm-hmm. more energy, I discovered podcasts and I discovered YouTube probably when I was 35. And that led me to meditation because I was just like, how do I get more focus? How do I get more energy? Mm-hmm. And I found TM, Transcendental Meditation, through Russell Brand and Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern watching YouTube clips. I'm like, oh, wow. And Oprah and all these super high achievers and performers are doing this. There must be some, something to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really, um, that was sort of the 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 gateway to um, where I've sort of started me down that path of, of seeking uh, and more spirituality and more deeper connection with the universe and understanding my place in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't, I think I kind of went off track there, but no, no, yeah, no, this is taking us somewhere men lovely. take longer than women. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is taking somewhere lovely because what you're, you're giving us a bit more insight into, you know, how your journey continued to evolve. How would you say that that's really impacted you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a, as a, a wealth creator, as someone that serves people? Uh, did you find any of those magic beans that, that they were promised on YouTube? Um, from transit- Oh, nice. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even, you know, TM great. That's in my mind. That's, that's, um, that's meditation packaged, uh, to, to deliver to the masses. So good for them. And I don't know that I ever practice TM necessarily. I, I, I meditate on a daily basis. So that was, that was sort of my gateway drug I'm with you. in, in, into all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that led me down the path to exploring Buddhism and to exploring lots of different things and mm-hmm. to explore manifestation and, mm-hmm. uh, human design and, and all Get these in. things. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your type? I'm a generator. I thought so. I'm a, I'm a generator too. So, yeah. um, So I I think that, that what a lot of that did is I've, I've always been a fairly creative person, but Mm -hmm. um, it led me to um, go down a more entrepreneurial path within with, 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 with just on, under the umbrella of financial services. And that's allowed mm-hmm. me to do things like the podcast and to create mm-hmm. courses and do all that stuff mm-hmm. um, versus just sort of being a cog in a very, very large financial apparatus. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So for those who are listening in that are like, but I'm trapped behind my desk, blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm, not really. There's ways to create space to find freedom, even within the cog, so to speak, and from there kind of crack out and do what you want to do. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a hundred percent right. And it could be that you are trapped behind the desk, right? I, I mm-hmm. you know, that's, <laughs> it's, let's be honest. Some people yeah. are trapped behind the desk. <laughs> you know, it could be that you are, you know, you're 42 years old, which I am mm-hmm. now. And it could be you have two kids and that mm-hmm. you're married and you have a mortgage and you've got 
just expectations and debt and obligations and that, yeah, you're, it could be that it's going to be harder for you to, to go out and start your own company or business or whatever. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying you, you might not quite have that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how can you just start doing the kind of work that you're interested in doing? And mm-hmm. if it's starting a podcast or starting a blog, um, and the answer to that question from my perspective is just to, is just to get started with something, you know, mm. and, 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 and to see where that goes, to start scratching that itch and to start creating. Um, and then once you start doing it, the little trickle starts and then it's more and it's more and it's more, and you'll get better at it and better at it and more confident and, and you'll find different outlets and opportunities to, um, to, to do more of it, um, but you just do need to get started with it. Mm, love it, love it. Would you say that you wandered into the path that you find yourself on or was there, oh, here's an opportunity, I'm going to go get it. Or was it just, oh, here I am. Oh, here I am, I'm leading a team now. Oh, here I am, I'm running a podcast. Was there some intentionality? Yeah, that's a, this is a, from my perspective, one of the most interesting things um, in my life and one of the most important changes that's happened over the past probably year. My favorite quote used to be in life, you're either the hammer or the anvil. And I was the hammer, baby, you know, I was the one <laughs> having the impact. Yeah. I mean, as, and, and athletics taught me that mm-hmm. when I was a kid in Northern Minnesota, I, 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 I played tennis and that mm-hmm. was just because it was, it was different. Everybody mm-hmm. else was playing hockey or doing that stuff. And, I didn't feel like I fit in. And so that brought me to, it just taught me, you know, Hey, there's no politics here. Mm-hmm. Two people step on the court. The best person wins. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, being on a team and I'm not getting playing time. It's all merit based. And that, that taught me that if I work hard at something, then I can make it happen. It brought me to, I, I got a division one scholarship, um, and it just opened up so many doors for me and taught me so many lessons. Tennis taught me so many different lessons. Um, but a lot of it was 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 bad because it was just purely I'm unstoppable. If it's to be, it's up to me. And mm. I'm gonna versus uh, versus letting things come to you. That phrase, <laughs> which is the, the generator, the generator way to do. And that, that phrase, you got to let things come to you was so foreign and it made no sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, what, the, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I am George. I yeah. go to that with my hammer, the hammer that I am smashes through life. <laughs> yes. Yes. <That's> a, <laughs> that, 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 yes. So. <laughs> exactly. In that voice also. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so it took me a long time to, uh, um, to to change that thinking and and to recognize that that there are, that there's a lot more out there and that mm. you do need space and to, to free space up to 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 let things come to you um, and so there's just a place for for intentionally working towards things that you want but also uh, being smart enough to recognize or, or willing or able to recognize that um, that that you can tap in and and let the universe fill in some of those gaps for you. Mm, so it's really interesting because I, I'm so I'm a certified instructor for a modality called reality transurfing, and um, I just decided to start running a, a, a study group for. Um, I'm one of the moderators in like the the official English speaking Facebook group, and I started doing a study group every Friday morning. So it's like okay, 
I should probably get back into the material <laughs> in a big way because with the last trimester of the baby and the last couple of months of the baby, I haven't been as active studying daily. And yesterday, this is one of the things that was coming up in my studies yesterday, this whole thing about our role is to see that end result and not to dictate things, just to create the frame and the vision of the frame and to allow the script that takes us there to actually be filled in, you know, and I find it's lovely to hear that you did come again from that hammer, get it done and have learned the other side of it because it is a delicate balance between the two, between intention and surrender. Um, but often we find people on either end of it. It's like, oh, I let everything come to me and or I smash everything to pieces, but it's bringing them together. Yeah. And that's, I mean, old habits die hard, whatever term that you want to use. Um, here, 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 here's another one. What got you here is not going to get you where you want to go. And I think for Ooh. me, that's that's probably the, the the biggest thing is the impact that I'm interested in having. What got me to the point where I can now have the conversation and actually think about having a greater impact. Um, I'm going to have to make tons of changes and recognize that I'm going to need a lot more help than just George running through walls. <laughs> Albeit very, very well, very athletic. Sure. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> at running through walls. That's <laughs> a bit, but the wall is run through. So um, talk a little bit about the impact that you do want to have in the world, because it doesn't feel like you're still of the same thing of, oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to make me money. It feels like there's there's more to it now you've spoken about wanting people wanting to support people being able to live the life that they want to live but is there something more to that does it have some kind of higher purpose or does that feel like poppycock to you no i i don't i i don't certainly doesn't feel like poppycock um hmm. i think that that yeah that my higher purpose is i'm interested in being the most important voice in in personal finance and and I'm interested in having the most impactful and successful and best financial wellness company in the world. Um, and that's just breaking it down further than that. I think that it is because I, I really do want to help people live the lives that they want to live. And we need that because I don't think that there's enough of us who are actually doing that. We're carried along by the current. We're living lives that, that, for, for whatever reason, that, that expectations are on us, that our parents put on us, that society puts on us, that Instagram puts on us or whatever. And I don't think that, that the way we're doing it is really leading to people to an abundance of happiness or mm. contentment or satisfaction. And I think that I've got a role in, 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 in helping people break out of that. Mm. And how will you measure whether you've won the game with that or is it the playing now because this is something that um something that's come up a lot in other conversations i've had which is you know is it the gameplay or is it winning this i'm, I'm a regular co-host on a, pod, a live podcast called loa today it's all about law of attraction on a thursday and this came up the other day that you know participation awards and <laughs> And I was like, no, that doesn't work. You, you win or you lose. Like, do you have a measurement for winning at this or are you just in it for playing now? So um, the answer is, is, is no. At this stage, I do not know that mm -hmm. 10 years from now, 
looking back over that period of time, what will mean that I did it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm that. just 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 being honest that right now I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. So currently I, I am in that place where it is. I am just just enmeshed in the work mm-hmm. and figuring out exactly all, all, all the things that I need to be doing. Um, and just, just, just the way that my brain works is if I spent too much time on that, um, I'm less productive versus mm-hmm. I just need to be doing and embracing a lot of, a, a lot of the work that, 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 that it's, it's going to take to position me to do that. Mm. There's a there's a line from Michael Singer's book, The Surrender Experiment, that I don't want to completely butcher, but it says something along the lines of, I was too busy doing the work that the universe had for me. Right? I think there's something lovely about, yeah, it'll, it'll work out. And it's not being lapsy-daisical about it. It's like understanding that question doesn't stop me serving right now. Understanding that question doesn't stop the momentum going right now when the time comes for that question to be answered, it will be answered. And right now I'm just doing the work. Does that feel? It's super, yeah, it's not, I think it's fascinating. Um, I certainly recognize the, the extreme importance of understanding the metrics and the leading indicators and the lagging indicators. Um, but I'm just not at a place where, where I can definitively know um, exactly what those things need to be and, and what they're going to be. And I could say that I want to serve a million people, or mm-hmm. I could say that I want to have a thousand organizations um, within the the framework or s- stuff like that. But that's just abstract and it would just be BS at this point. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we'll just see how it rolls out. Yeah. Well, I mean, going to keep doing and keep doing and, 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 and then keep checking in on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's changed from doing the podcast and creating courses and, and writing books. And I mean, there's all these different levels. Um, and just that's, that's stuff that I get excited about, but then at some point it's going to be done or you're going to sort of decide on the model and the delivery mechanism. Um, and then continue to build it out, but stop creating new parts to it, or or or, or maybe not. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all part of <laughs> part of the adventure, all part of the deal, right? <laughs> Let's talk about um, some of your other work because we got the podcast. Obviously, guys, again, I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you to check out my guest appearance on George's podcast. Um, courses. What 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 are your courses out there they're doing? Are they more for advanced? Is it a simple thing? Like who should be taking a look at these courses today to see if it's something that could serve them? Yeah, I think that that so much of it is is just getting down to the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Um so I really wanted to be clever with some of the names of the courses. So there's a course <laughs> called Get Out of Debt. Yeah. <laughs> a course called Get a Budget. There's a course called Saving and Investing. There's a course yeah. called Retire Happily. Yeah. There's a course called Plan Your Estate. Got you. So I'm really interested in helping people master the fundamentals. I'm with you. And it's all about it's all about good habits and mm-hmm. and, and and being mindful of of the things that you're doing. So mm-hmm. a lot of the through lines are what people would probably perceive to be basic, but 
I can tell you that if 80% of Americans are broke, living paycheck to paycheck, then there's a lot of people <laughs> really benefit from uh, for some fundamental basic <laughs> training. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, well, I, don't, I don't need it. Why not? Right. Because I, you know, I, I know it. I, I watched a YouTube video. I, sure. <laughs> I follow blah, blah, blah on Instagram. You, mm-hmm. but you, you're broke. Oh, maybe I do need it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So these and, are really and, mainstream then. And, and it's it's one of those things that, that I come at all this stuff from a, a place of intimate personal knowledge of being terrible with money all through my 20s and early 30s and making all the money mistakes that you can ever possibly make. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it needs to be accessible. And, you know, I don't want and people should not look at me like like I know everything. It's just part of my personal journey and 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 and, and, and maturation because I mm-hmm. again made lots of terrible money mistakes and mm-hmm. made now at this point in my life I've made lots of wonderful money decisions and mm-hmm. investments and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've all been there, and we're all on a similar path. We're just at different stages. So. Mm-hmm. Again, I'd rather be useful than brilliant. And so mm-hmm. all my stuff is is geared towards helping you actually use and 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 put the stuff into practice and get to where you want to go. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And um, we'll pop links to how people can connect with you in the show notes and have a look at these amazingly cleverly worded courses. <laughs> like, no, but these are the basics. Are you in debt? Well, yeah, are you out of debt? Or let's look at saving and investing. <laughs> are you approaching retirement? Let's look how to do it happily. It's, it's actually quite, I think it's sometimes you can get so lost. I had this actually, um, uh, we'll speak about your book next, but like uh, my book, Stepping Beyond Intention, had an audit done because we're doing, a, I did another edit of it. I was going to do like a special edition, like the post-COVID edition. So I actually know the book kind of does what it needs to do, but need to freshen it up. Um, and give it some professional eyes. And it's like, yeah, clever names are great for a book, but what the hell does that mean? Like nobody <laughs> knows what intention, nobody knows what my beyond intention model is. So, <laughs> so I'm more fortunate, you know, we're blessed to be able to get, you know, bestseller with it. But um, in order to have that major impact, there is something to be said for the simplicity of just saying what something is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is a very fancy name. All right, cool. But what is it? <laughs> so, you, you, you look at why Dave Ramsey is the most successful financial advisor or financial person probably ever. Mm-hmm. And what does he talk about? He talks about helping people get out of debt. And so yeah. that's just, I mean, there's nothing fancy about that. And people bag on it. Like financial people are like, oh, his advice is too simplistic. Well, you know what? That's what people need, man. <laughs> you, don't need, you, you can take your super sophisticated, uh, widgety fucking nonsense you know, <laughs> and stick it. Like these folks over here, they need to get out of debt <laughs> so they can get on with their lives and stop getting crushed by it. <laughs> so, I think it's easy to get lost in the sexy sometimes. Like, oh, look at my sexy day, my sexy daily re- regimen, blah, blah, blah. What's yeah. it doing? <laughs> it's, right. It's great. Sexy, sexiness that has no effective. It's like the most beautiful human that's just can't have a conversation can't even do anything they just look pretty it's yeah <laughs> it's like this absolutely beautiful man or woman it's like yeah. what do you do i look good <laughs> that's it yeah i look good great okay <laughs> completely pointless completely pointless so uh, if you're listening still and 
You should be because you just heard what I said. Um, simple. Keep it simple. Beautiful. Kisp. Kisp. Instead of kiss, kisp. All right. Lovely. <laughs> Let's talk about let's talk about books because you did mention that some books have been been in the mix. Um, yeah, what was your first book and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, so so books are are, are still in the mix. I've, mm-hmm. I'm not actually a successful author yet, uh, mm-hmm. but I've I've been working on a book for a while. Uh, uh, but I mean, again, the last thing I want to do is put out some BS financial book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I endeavor to not be vapid, mm-hmm. and so much of it is. So mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that if, if I were going to write a book, it needed to be interesting. And I knew that I needed to have the right protagonist and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And there was a Super Bowl commercial from probably now at this point, 15 years ago, as for like Chevy trucks or Dodge Ram or something. Mm-hmm. And it was this Paul Harvey uh, quote or, 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 or rather address he talked about and, and God made a farmer. Do you happen mm-hmm. to remember that? No. But just, just the whole ethos of it is we, you know, we needed somebody who was going to work hard and wake up every day, no matter what they felt like it or not, and get the job done and do the work that nobody else wanted to do. So God made a farmer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's an inspiring commercial right there. Mm-hmm. I realized, oh, my, my, my grandfather grew up on a farm in South Dakota during the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression. Wow. Was drafted into World War II when he was 18 years old. Wow. Went and served uh, in, in the Army, came back. Uh, did the GI Bill, started a business, got re-enlisted or recalled to fight in the in, in, in the Korean, Korean War, War. Mm-hmm. and then came back and uh, actually Made started. Made out of two wars, champion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then went to work at, at New York Life, uh, oddly mm-hmm. enough, and had a 30-year career there. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what a what a wonderful character. Mm-hmm. I'll just follow his life and talk about mm. uh, what was going on in the world at the time, what he was doing, and then the lessons Beautiful. that you can take away. So I got this awesome idea for a book, Dan. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of uh, actually getting it finished. It done. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, Stepping Beyond Intention took me 12, 11 years. Wow. <laughs> it took me 11 years, five drafts. I actually put it out once and took it back off the shelf because I wasn't happy with it. Mm-hmm. So I can say from personal experience that especially when you've got an emotional connection to a book and it really means something to you, it's easy to get lost in the sexy of it. Um, I can say what really helped me was putting out a book that I didn't really give that, I didn't have that much of an emotional relationship to just to say that I'd done it. And that eased me into putting out my second book, which I did care about, but I did, again, didn't have as much of an emotional relationship or two. And that momentum made it easier for me to go and do the next book. And now I'm probably going to do a book a year, probably now. Last year we didn't. This year, no, yes, last year I did. I put out Money Game last year. This year, um, uh, I've decided the name is going to be Stop Meditating. We're going to get that out towards the back end of this this year. And then we'll see where we go from there. But definitely my personal advice, it doesn't have to be a long tomb. If there's something that you can do just to kind of, and it doesn't even need to be put out, just to go through the process of doing something so you've got that momentum of, the win of finishing a book, it will really help you build up the momentum to go and get it. Cause that book sounds like one that ne- needs to come out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading about your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate it, man. I think that that's really good advice right there. So mm. got to do it in my free time. Find the time, find, find the space. As a new dad, I get it. I get I might it. have to get my hammer back out. Yeah. <laughs> the book hammer. <laughs> <laughs> 
how uh, now I, I I you you were not a dad when when we spoke last. No, no. So tell, he's it was tell me all about fifth, this. Fifteenth of December, little Ethan was born. So yeah, 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 yeah. He's um. He's just really cool, man. So I've got my five-year-old stepdaughter. And being a stepdad was interesting. My situation is interesting because I've dated women who have got kids before. But in this instance, it's like I'm a permanent fixture. But then she's got a dad that's a permanent fixture. So it's like finding that balance between respecting her dad's position as her dad and still kind of holding the line so that's been an interesting dance but um now having my own little human it's wild people have told me that oh it's wait till you find out like you can't describe it like now i get it i really really get it it's it's really really cool well congratulations man thank you sir. ethan is three months old nice yeah so he's uh he'll be uh in, in, even in terms of like the stuff we're talking about today in terms of financial literacy, having your act together, it's like there's a new motivation. Now it's like, oh, crap, school. <laughs> Do I want me to go to public? Do I want to go to private? Oh, crap. College is probably going to be a million dollars a year by the time <laughs> by the time he's 18 years old. <laughs> so we need to think about that. Like there's all of these things that... Um, I feel being resourced to seek out advice, support, guidance, the right help. You know, it's easy to to float through life saying I've got it. But when you take a look at shifts and changes, I believe, and I've seen this in my own experience so many, so many times, mess happens when you don't get the right guidance, when you don't get the right counsel. You know, one of my mentors, a dear friend of mine, Greg Reed, you know, one of his famous things is it's like, seek wise counsel, seek wise counsel, seek wise counsel. So, but this has been a real motivator to take that to the next, <laughs> the next level with that, because the idea of not taking care of the financial legacy and those responsibilities going forward, that's not something that interests me at all. <laughs> so right. definitely want to have my stuff together. Well, good for you, man. That Thank is you. a... It is a uh, a water shift of an event for sure. Yeah, I don't know if that's, if that's the correct term or not. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, right, man. That's the right term. That's the right term. <laughs> uh, I want to start wrapping this up and uh, give people, you know, some specific direction on on how to contact you. But I do want to just go to that thing of counsel because you you mentioned um, someone who's inspired you in terms of how they serve right? And just keeping it basic. Um, given that you were an athlete, you probably have people that you looked up to in that career. Um, New York Life, I don't know if it was your grandpa's story that inspired you to kind of, oh, New York Life, I've heard of them before to come across. But have there been any uh, mentors, any uh, counsellors, anyone who's really guided or supported you more specifically in your journey? Oh, certainly. I've, I've benefited from... <laughs> From having mentors, um, mm-hmm. both both in person over the years, and uh, I think that that right now I'm looking to. Uh, do you know who Dave Portnoy is from Barstool? No, it's interesting. I've, I've then, heard of the Barstool podcast. Someone told me and, about them, and and then Bill Simmons. As as I look to sort of try to figure out what what my what's how 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 my business is going to take shape, I'm more leaning towards looking at what what they have done bill simmons mm-hmm. built a ringer and then sold it to a company and dave portland built barstool and sold it um 
mm-hmm. versus am I going to build the next New York life kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So they've been very expansive for me um, to so, sort of show me what um, what's what's possible, what 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 can be. And I think that we all need some kind of an example of what we want to eventually grow up and 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 be like to be able to emulate and and model it and just to know that this is a possibility. So although I've never met those two people, uh, I certainly would point to them and say, okay, they seem very relatable and regular human beings. And there's no reason that I can't do something like that also. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Kisb. Keep it super beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I should probably trademark that. Um, that. Guys, make sure that you go and check out the Lifeblood podcast, which That's I right. dubbed Lifeblood podcast, formerly Money Savage podcast. George is really cool. You've got to meet him here today. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to his podcast. Give it a check out. Again, we'll put the link to my episode in the show notes. Um, join me in egging George on to get in this book read so that we can definitely uh, have a trigger. And as soon as you do have that book out, we're going to get you back and talk about it too. Um, I'm back to doing um, book reviews as well. I'm actually doing a book review show live once a week now. So we'll definitely put that on the list for the book review show also. I love it. Is there anything you'd love to leave the listeners with before we sign off today? Mm, what can I leave everybody with? If I had four letters, BK... I S B. Great, great. Where does everybody check it, check you out and connect with you and, and find out what's going on with your world and stay up to date? Yeah, if they're interested in learning more about what my professional world is like, they can go to moneyalignmentacademy.com or nice. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So brilliant, brilliant. We'll make sure we get all those links in the show notes. Moneyalignmentacademy.com, guys. That's where to go. Um Please, please, please share this with someone else who is beautiful and needs to keep it simple too. Uh, definitely, I think we can all learn from that ethos, especially those of us that think we don't need to learn from that ethos. Generally speaking, uh, I found personally that if I think I don't need something, I should probably take a look at it <laughs> and see if I really don't need it. There's a there's wisdom in there. Uh, running through walls help, helps sometimes, but it might hurt your head. Hammers and anvils both have a place in the world, but ultimately what matters is that you keep it simple, beautiful. Take care, guys. Until next time, remember you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangena, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.